You're listening to Hope for Today Church Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining in this virtual space. We believe that as you listen, Jesus will minister to you right where you are. So open up your mind and your heart to what the Word would say to you today. Thank you for joining us. And remember, Jesus is our hope for today. Um, Before I get into the message today, um, early this morning I was laying in bed, and as I awoke, I believe the Holy Spirit was prompting me on a specific verse I didn't quite understand why at the time, other than I knew this passage of scripture and like you, as you read the word of God, it makes you wise for salvation, it stirs your spirit. But it was kind of odd because that doesn't typically happen to me when I wake up in the morning. The first thing on my mind is a specific chapter and verse. Um, And so I do know uh, why that is now. And as I share this first, this will minister and speak. Uh, We're told in Philippians chapter three, verse 12, The Apostle Paul tells this to the believers in Philippi. He says, not that I've already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take a hold of it because I've also been taken hold of by Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. I pursue the goal, the prize promised by God's heavenly calling in Christ. Therefore, let all of us who are mature think this way. This is an encouraging thing as we're starting day one of 2023. We forget what is behind and we look to today on what lay ahead of us in Christ. Amen. And so just as much as that word speaks to all of us, I know here today to be encouraged um, by that, um, that word here this afternoon. And so continuing that light will really flow well into what we're looking at today. Our new sermon series for the new year as we begin day one is actually a title series um, that I've never preached before, um, but the title actually came from a series that my own father had um, prepared some time ago. Now, I'm not using his notes, as great as that would be. Some people do that, and I thought that'd be kind of cool, maybe along the way. Um, But the series is Truths to Live By. Truths to Live By. And uh, as we begin, I want to look to Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. Because we're told in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. We go all about the face of the earth, and we seek understanding. We seek wisdom. We go and seek all different kinds of faces and places. But the Word of God right here in front of us says, if you seek He, the Holy One, Jesus Christ, When you revere him in all your ways, seek him in all that you do. He'll make your path straight. That's real wisdom. So I believe as we set out on this footing with the Truths to Live By series, keeping this in mind, we will start well. How many of you want to start the new year well? Yeah, out with the old, in with the new, as some would say. And so with day one, a truth to live by is this. Devote yourself to the Lord. Devote yourself to the Lord. I couldn't think of a better way to begin the year other than saying, Lord, I want to devote myself to you. I want to devote myself to you and your cause, the cause 
of the kingdom because the cause of the kingdom is our cause because we've been grafted in the whole family of God, amen? And so I want to invite you to turn to Joshua chapter 3. And you might be sitting there thinking, this is kind of an odd place to go to the Old Testament to begin the new year. Well, we're going to look and see how now as we look to the Old Testament, if I may say, the Old Covenant, really as we look back at it, this side of history, this side of the accomplishment of Christ on the cross and knowing this victorious, a victorious faith that we have in him, we now look to the Old Testament as wisdom literature. We look and see how the wisdom of God really was coming through and working through the whole course of human history. And we can glean, we can glean wisdom, we can glean understanding as we continue to look to these accounts in the word. So it says in Joshua chapter 3, now this is after they've already... um, Checked out Jericho, Joshua has sent out spies into Jericho and they have found out that the people are terrified of the people of God because God is with them. And in fact, a woman by the name of Rahab, a a woman by a a trade, a prostitute, realized and came to faith in their God and wanted to be part of the family, if you will. And so she welcomed them into the city and, and hid them from the king's men who were trying to find these spies. And, he, and she requested of them that they would remember her when they came into the city. And so they said, surely if you will tie this rope around your window, the same rope that she led them down on the outer side of the wall, that she would re- be remembered by the people, but most importantly by God himself. And so they've come to this point. The spies have returned. They've come to Joshua. In verse 24, it says, They told Joshua, The Lord has handed over the entire land to us. Everyone who lives in the land is also panicking because of us. And I couldn't help but think as we begin this first chapter, this correlation to hear and say, Because we're in in Jesus Christ, we believe and we have faith in him. Lucifer the devil is shaking in his boots because you belong to him. He's panicking because you've put your trust in him. You've resolved to live your life for him. You've devoted yourself to him. He wants to see you self-destruct. He's panicking. His days are short. I couldn't help but think of that as we read that verse. And then it's a great setup. We get into chapter 3. It says, Joshua started early the next morning and left Achaia Grove With all the Israelites, they went as far as the Jordan and stayed there before crossing. After three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God, carried by the Levitical priests, you are to break camp and follow it. Don't forget those words, follow it. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between yourselves and the Ark. Don't go near it so that you can see the way to go, for you haven't traveled this way before. And Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves before the Lord, for he will do wonders among you tomorrow. Then he said to the priest, carry the Ark of the Covenant and go on ahead of the people. So they carried the Ark of the Covenant and went on ahead of them. And the Lord spoke to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, So they will know that I will be with you just as I was with Moses. Command the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant that when you reach the edge of the water, stand in the Jordan. And so then Joshua told the Israelites, come closer and listen to the words of the Lord your God. And he said, 
you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly dispose before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Jerusites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. When the ark of the covenant of the Lord, the whole earth goes ahead of you into the Jordan. Now choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one man from each of the tribe. And when the feet of the priests who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of the whole earth, come to rest in the Jordan's water, its water will be cut off and the water flowing downstream will stand up in a mass. Just imagine that scene, the water standing up. And the people broke camp to cross the Jordan. The priests carried the ark of the covenant ahead of the people. And now the Jordan overflows its banks throughout the harvest season. But as soon as the priests carrying the ark reached the Jordan, their feet touched the water at its edge and the water flowing downstream stood still, rising up in a mass that ascended as far as Adam, a city next to Zarethan. And the water flowing downstream into the Sea of Arabath, the Dead Sea was completely cut off and the people crossed opposite Jericho. And the priests carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood firmly on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan while all Israel crossed on dry ground until the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan. What an incredible, you know, reminder of how God leads us. People who trust in him and look to him. Right at the beginning of this interaction, the Lord tells Joshua, you're going a place you have not gone before. And so allow the Ark of the Covenant to go before you. It couldn't help but think how God guides us and how he promises to go before us. In fact, Jesus said when he left this earth, he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. You know, and rest assured, in my Father's house are many rooms. From the beginning of the dawn of history till now, God has always been going before his people. And here we see as the people trusted in him against all odds with the Ark of the Covenant, remember God promised that his presence would be with the people over the Ark of the Covenant between the cherubim, his holy angels, and he would be with them and he would protect them and guide them. And so the waters parted and they were able to cross the entire Jordan unscathed to enter into the land that was promised to them. And there's a part of scripture that I want to focus on here this afternoon is in verse 5. Of all places, you're, you're probably pulling out little nuggets, little truth nuggets. But in verse 5, Joshua tells the people, Consecrate yourselves because the Lord will do wonders among you tomorrow. Consecrate yourselves because the Lord will do wonders among you tomorrow. As I read this, I thought, how fitting on today, January 1, 2023, for us to consecrate ourselves, believing and trusting that God is gonna do wonders amongst us tomorrow. As we forget what is behind and look forward to today and tomorrow. This word's been stirring me and speaking to me because the vision of hope for today is Jesus is our hope for today. Today. No matter what you face, no matter what you've been brought through, yesterday is yesterday and today is today. You're not defined by what, is, what has happened and, and actions that you took yesterday. And just like the Lord worked through the Israelites, the people of God, as they trusted him and as he parted the Jordan, so he can also break up the things that have been destructive in our own lives. 
So look at that word consecrate for a moment. If I was to ask you, what does that mean? What would you say? Perhaps maybe you would say, well, it means to be set apart. Maybe you would say it means to be devoted to a cause. And you'd be right. What's amazing is the word consecrate goes hand in hand with sanctification. The word says we're being sanctified and being renewed by the Holy Spirit. It means the very moment that we gave our life to Jesus Christ, he's been setting us apart to be uncommon from this world and to rest in now the new life that we have in Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, we're told that because we believe in him, we are, and you know the verse, we are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Just think, because you're in Jesus, because you've endeavored to devote yourself in, in service to God, he's gonna work wonders in your life. How many of you here this afternoon believe that our God is a wonder-working God? Amen. Amen. I am a, I'm a living testament of his wonder-working power. We're all living testaments of his wonder-working power. Even the very fact, if you, can, if you were you know, taken by the drink, alcohol or other substances, and he's able to wean you off. Even in an instant, some people have those experiences. That's the wonder-working power of our Lord. When he's able to heal diseases and infirmities by just the saying of his name, he's working wonders. Consecration, sanctification, this promise that is said to Joshua rings true today as we consecrate, as we devote ourselves to the cause of the kingdom of God, he's gonna work wonders in our life. In Leviticus chapter 11, verse 44, we're reminded of this. The Lord said to Moses, for I am the Lord your God, so you must consecrate yourselves and be holy as I am holy. And we're familiar with this language and sometimes for whatever reason, the new covenant church at times has jettisoned this thought process of believing that we're consecrated in such a way and thinking, well, that's just kind of the Old Testament. Well, if that were the case, we wouldn't have the words in Romans 12 that's a very uh, similar language. In Romans 12, we've all said it many times, the Apostle Paul says, in view of God's mercies, I urge you to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. This is one the same as being consecrated and being sanctified. Because in the next part of the, of the verse in Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you'll be able to discern what is good and pleasing, perfect will of God. This is a truth to live by. As we consecrate ourselves, as we resolve, no matter what's going on around us, no matter the voices around us, even the hiccups and what could feel like hurricanes and earthquakes all around us, when we trust in his living, enduring word, it will not fail us. He's going to work wonders in our midst. We have to keep the faith. We have to keep the faith. Could you imagine what it was like when the Lord spoke to Joshua? And he's already said to Joshua once before, do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for I, the Lord your God, is with you. Maybe in a sense, maybe he knew his heart. Maybe he was comparing himself to Moses. But he says, I'm with you, do not be terrified. In a similar fashion, when the Apostle Paul spoke to the believers in, in, in Rome, he said to them, after saying, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, he says, by the grace given to me, in verse 3, he says, I tell every one of you, 
Do not think of yourself more highly than you should. Instead, think sensibly as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. A measure of faith to each one. And so like you, I'm encouraged as I you know, look at this story, recall these words of the Lord speaking to Joshua and the people of God, that as they trusted in him, as they looked to him, as they heeded his word and what he was asking of them, what did he do? He brought them through to the other side of the Jordan. He was faithful that what he called them to, he would bring them through. So point number one is this, as we heed God's word and what he's asking of us, he will bring us through. Whatever he's calling you to today, now understand all of us are called to go in the world and make disciples, but we all have rhema words. As we open the word of God, as we study and as we show ourselves approved, as we read any given passage in the word of God, it's gonna speak to us. The Holy Spirit's gonna prompt us in what he's calling us to for that day. And as we heed those words, maybe as uncomfortable as it is, crossing a ginormous river is a big obstacle. But to remember that God is with us as we go through that obstacle. He's going to bring us through. In verse 4 again, he says, you've never been this way before. You know, as we look to this new year, there may be things that were, you know, not yet seen or the unknown. God, what do you have for me this year? Many of us were probably praying that last night. In many respects, maybe without even realizing it, you are consecrating yourself to the Lord. Lord, whatever you have for me this year, I want to follow after you. Walk according to your word and what you have for my life and for my family. When Joshua was given the baton, so to speak, it says in Deuteronomy 31 verse 7, Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you will go with this people into the land the Lord swore to give to their ancestors, and you will enable them to take possession of it. The Lord is the one who will go before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. And just for a moment, imagine as if the word of God, and it is, speaking to you today and what lay ahead. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, even what is unknown. Joshua didn't fully know what was on the other side of the Jordan or all the armies and people that they would face. But Moses, so what, uh, in such eloquent words, says to focus on the right things. Be courageous. The Lord swore to give this land to your ancestors. And if he swore, if he promised to give you this land, would he not fulfill it? Many of us have received words Maybe even for this year, the Lord has spoken to you and said, I'm going to do this in your life this year. Just think upon those words for a moment. What is the Holy Spirit depositing in your heart? The things that he's going to work in and through you. As you revere him, as you, as you trust in him, and you resolve within yourself to not be afraid, he's going to go before you and bring it through was so fitting in a conversation had just before service, which was so wonderful, is, is that in today's day and age, when we look back at God's redemptive story working in and through each of us as we continue to set ourselves apart, as we 
resolve to do that, to live such an uncommon life for the world, it's never easy. And many times, even brothers and sisters in Christ want to take the easy path. Maybe the road not lined with heartache or, or affliction. And yet at times, as we see from the people of God, even through to the New Testament, the people of God were always tested. Their faith was tested. But I believe the word that was deposited in my spirit and I share with you this afternoon as we look to this new year, as we look to tomorrow and what God's calling you to, do not take the popular path. These are the two words. Don't take the popular path. Do not retreat to the shoreline. Don't take the popular path. Don't retreat to the shoreline. Just imagine in this case when the Lord was calling Joshua and the people to cross the river. There may have been those who said, I'm not crossing the Jordan. How do you know that, that the Lord is going to do what he says in that moment? Like, we could drown. We always have these what ifs and we like to overanalyze things. And I believe as we sing today with the song, um, actually we haven't sang it yet. I think it's later on. But the Lord, he never lets go of us. We can trust and rest assured he, he doesn't let us go. There's no need to retreat. There's no need to surrender. And if you follow us on Instagram, there's a caption that we put out there today in celebrating the new year, which I believe is a, a fitted passage as we begin this new season. We're told in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, for our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. So we do not focus on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is internal. The people of God couldn't see what was on the other side of the Jordan. All they could do is trust that God would bring them through in what he had promised. Don't focus on the obstacles. This is what it's saying to us. Don't focus on the obstacles. Don't focus on even the afflictions that you've maybe endured up to this point. But trust and rest in God. Amen. Trust and rest in him. If we've been grafted in the family of God, as we're told in Romans 11, that means the very promises that were true of the people of God, the Israelites, are true for us as well. God who says, do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for I, the Lord your God, is with you. That means their story is our story. He's with you. He's with me. And so when people say to you, those plans that God has put on your heart, as I even heard, even as we began this work, you're not going to be able to do it. Are you sure the Lord called you to that? You're not the most eloquent speaker. And all these words and thoughts, well, it's going to be a lot of work. Well, yeah. But the Lord is with you. And so many times when I felt in my own private time, for moments, I would say glimpses when I felt maybe a little low thinking, oh, what am I doing, Lord? I'm reminded of the subtle truth that he is with me. He's with us. And I believe like no other time than before in human history, we are in the last days, in the days of the word says, as Paul told Timothy, are becoming increasingly, increasingly more evil and perverted with gender fluid, fluidity and all these other issues under the sun. But you know what gives me peace? None of this is new before God. He's seen it all. We've all heard of Sodom and Gomorrah and all these twisted things that have happened in human history. And yet the people who trusted in the Lord, 
as they said, no matter what comes my way, Lord, I'm gonna worship you, I'm gonna consecrate myself to you, that he guided them and he did wonders in their midst. And so this is the word I believe is encouraging you as it's encouraging my own spirit this afternoon, that as we consecrate ourselves before our Lord, that he promises to do wonders tomorrow. What are your needs? What are those things that you've been putting to God in prayer? Do you believe that they're insurmountable? Or can God work that wonder in your midst? You can be assured that Satan wants you to believe it's not possible. As you look around in this, even this physical place, you know, church and church life and engaging in the assembly and meeting together, it's not a popular thing to do anymore. And so more times than not, you're gonna be sta- stand and be counted. You're gonna be tested. But Jesus tells us this in Matthew 6, 33. As we resolve on this day one to consecrate ourselves to the Lord, he gives us this promise that we can take to the bank, if you will. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. All the things that you have needs for, the breakthroughs that you're waiting upon, when we seek him with our whole heart, the word says, he will be found by us. Don't stop petitioning. Don't stop praying. But point number two as I close is this. Resolve within yourself by the power of the Holy Spirit to be a special instrument of God's grace. Just as the Apostle Paul says, your grace is sufficient for me for your power is made perfect in my weakness. That when we let go, sometimes we hold on life so tightly, I'm guilty that's hold on life so tightly that to the moments when you finally let go and say, God, would you have your way and will in my life, your good, pleasing will to be done in my life? It happens. And then you begin to sense and feel this overflowing peace and joy, not happiness. That's a temporal, feely thing, if I can say it that way. But what is eternal, what is unseen, is the joy that comes when we trust in the Lord. And so this is my prayer for myself and for us as a church family, that we would consecrate ourselves this day. That we would devote ourselves like the people of old, when they would read the covenant of God, it would be a new chapter. That even as young as we are as a church family, but that today, hope for today, today would be a new starting point. It would be a brand new season. God's been doing wonderful things. We've heard people of, of you know, testimonies and life change and transformation and, and people coming to a personal relationship they had never experienced before. But guess what? That was yesterday. Tomorrow he's going to do new wonders in our midst. Amen? And so as we consecrate, as we devote ourselves to him, The Lord knows who are his. We belong to him. We're one of his number. And he's going to do those wonders in our midst. So I want to invite the worship team to come. It's a perfectly fitting way for us to to vote ourselves, to resolve within ourselves by the power of the Holy Spirit to be used by the Lord. And so as the worship team comes, I want to encourage you with this passage of Scripture. It says this in 2 Timothy 2 verse 19. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, bearing this inscription, the Lord knows those who are his 
and let everyone who calls on the name of the Lord turn from wickedness. Now in a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also those of wood and clay, some for honorable use and some for dishonorable. So if anyone purifies himself from anything dishonorable, he will be a special instrument set apart, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. And so as we take these next steps in light of this story, this encouraging reminder of how God works and moves as the people of God consecrate themselves, that as we devote ourselves to him, as we resolve by the power of the Spirit to live for him, that his plan is gonna unfold in our life like never before. I really believe that. You will be a special instrument set apart, useful to the master for every good work. How many of you wanna be a special instrument of the Lord? It's one thing to say when you wake up in the morning and say, Lord, I believe in you. And it's incredible. His, his, his love, his banner over you is love. And he washes over you. His, his blood that was given for you forgives us. But don't you want to live more than just a forgiven life? Don't you want to live the truly sanctified, divine nature that the word calls us to? It says in these last days to live your life as one set apart, not living the ways of evil and, and wickedness, Living your, living your life according to the way of the Lord. As we do this, Joshua again tells and reminds us here this afternoon, as you consecrate yourselves before the Lord, he will do wonders among you. Wonders. Wonders. What is your need? I'll say it one more time. What is your need? He's going to work wonders in your life as you trust as I trust in him. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, thank you as we look to the scripture and it so wonderfully speaks to us here and now so many generations later. I thank you, Lord, as we look to you, as we trust in you and devote ourselves to you, resolving within our heart by the power of your spirit to be set apart in our thought, life, and action. You not only promise to be with us and to embolden us, but God, you will do wonders in our midst. Lord, we thank you that you, you've done wonders and that you're continuing to work even right now in this place. Lord, as prayers go up and as we, as we look to you, Thank you, Lord, there is no limit to your presence. There's no limit to your love. Work in us. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way in us right now. In Jesus' name. Let this be the day.
bro. Yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. Never let go. <laughs> never let go of him. He never lets go of, of us. You know, as we're going to continue to sing this, and uh, we always want to be mindful of people's time and such. If you need to go, God bless you. Have a great beginning of this new year. But feel free to linger if you want to continue to sing.